0: Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it.
1: Well, hi there and welcome to this week's Future Print Podcast. And I'm very pleased to have Nick Price of HP with me. Nick, hi. Welcome.
0: Hi, Fraser. Great to be with you.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Nick. Now, you are on your travels at the moment, just coming back from Tel Aviv. Obviously, something quite big was happening there. And you're now in, I think you said Istanbul. So we're recording recording on the way home because you're going back to the US, aren't you, even though you've got an English accent?
0: Correct. Yes. Yeah. So i uh, I was fortunate enough to route through Istanbul from Dallas to Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. so i'm here for a night just to decompress after our crazy uh, few days in tel aviv right.
1: yeah i'll ask you about that in a moment let's just get uh, a little bit of info about you so nick tell us a bit about your responsibility uh, within the hp environment so tell me tell me what you do what your role is sure uh,
0: i've been a, i've been with hp for around 10 years now this is my 10th year with hp um And for the first five years of that, I was um, involved in the Indigo business in Asia Pacific, uh, where I managed the uh, labels and packaging business uh, for a few years. And then I moved into the inkjet business, um, which basically covers the commercial applications and also some of the packaging applications too, including corrugated. And two years ago, I relocated to the US, where I'm now managing the Americas, uh, I have a, a great team here in Americas, and uh, there's Canada, um, America, and uh, North America, and Latin America, uh, and we're basically expanding, um, and that is basically covering the post-print packaging um, corrugated business in, in mm-hmm. North America.
1: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier to me when we were ch- chatting just beforehand, you mentioned your focus is very much on certain machine technology, certain, certain elements of the HP offering. Just explain those.
0: Yeah, uh, HP have decided to really focus uh, on this segment. Um, my main focus is the C- is the new C five hundred and fifty. It's a very strong platform, and mm-hmm. and we really wanted a dedicated team that could uh, uh, make a difference in the market. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of being diluted across different applications and segments, we decided that it was the right way to go, at least in the short term, to get very focused make sure we have the right people with the expertise knowledge of the workflow for the customers um because it is it it is quite a a unique segment Mm. with with a very low penetration of digital right now Mm. so the opportunity is there and we're we're really focusing on it and doubling down on that segment
1: yeah and a lot of people talk about that as you know this is one of those kind of opportunity market opportunities for the digital digital technology isn't it and i guess like some of the other major manufacturers HP see this and can recognize the, you know, the potential there with your technology in particular, what, what, why do you think yours stands head and shoulders above the others?
0: Well, we've seen, we've seen some of the other segments over the last years, um, you know, have a, have a, have a, have a really transformation over, you know, let's take labels, for example, mm. Um you know 10 15 years ago it, it took a little while to get traction but then when mm-hmm. it did it moved fairly quickly um uh, both you know ir- irrespective of the uh, the technology um corrugated packaging is has a very low penetration of digital and yep. so we see the opportunity there and when when we look at when we look at the proliferation of of corrugated packaging um secondary and uh, and tertiary packaging we uh, definitely see that the volume there the opportunity to transform and create flexibility that's the main key here Mm. flexibility for for the supply chain um you know that's that's really the win here for the customers the brand owners and the retailers
1: yeah yeah yeah. and and that's interesting what you're touching on there is you're you're kind of talking a little bit about the chain there between the customers the different customers so the brands the the, the printers converters the packaging converters and the manufacturers being you so you as hp do you have a good steer on that all the needs and all the kind of requirements that each part of that supply chain has so as far down as the brands so have you got good relationships with the brands are you, are you recognizing what the brands are saying to their their suppliers
0: yeah that's a good question fraser um first of all i think we've got pretty good insights because hp as a brand themselves yeah. have 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 significant needs around packaging mm. you know if we take the pcs and the laptops and yeah. some of the other periphery products so we we engage very heavily with our own supply chain folks um, and yeah. procurement folks in terms of their needs uh, and we do you know we do have engagement directly with brand owners and retailers we we have them reaching out to us as well uh, and asking about the technology asking about the future uh, and asking about optimizations and and Cost savings and sustainability, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. Mm, mm. So, yes, we we don't we don't necessarily um, sell directly into that uh, no. the brand owner and the retailers, but certainly um, we can help to connect the dots for our customers and build the value proposition um, that really significantly and substantially helps the brand owners and the retailers. Because ultimately, if they're not benefit, benefiting from this, um, and the consumer uh, is either not um, increasing spend, or it's not developing cost savings for the brand or the retailer, either of those two, um, then you know there's no point, right? I mean, mm. we're, we're we're trying to create value in the supply chain. Um, this is not a gimmick. It's it's real. It's it's yep. significant and uh, quantifiable.
1: Yeah, and and interesting because we said at the beginning, you've been in Tel Aviv for the last few days and a lot of activity was going on there. You had quite a few speakers from that kind of world, that world of retail and brand, didn't you, talking to your people?
0: Yeah, we did. I mean, we recognize that there are challenges um, that the brands and the retailers have and and our customers have. And, you know, what we did is we didn't really talk about – necessarily a product, we, we really just try to cover some of the challenges in, yeah. in, in digital transformation. Um, what are the trigger points? Um, why do we need to do it? What are the advantages? How do we do it? Yeah. Um, be- because making that transformation can be painful. Um, it's not plug and play, there is a learning involved, uh, there may be risk involved. And so, what we're trying to do is to try to allay some of that hesitation um, and try to build tools and resources where we can help our customers do that transformation more smoothly.
1: Sure. So, just out of curiosity, was there anything in particular that any of the presenters said that you thought "Mm, that's really interesting? That's a good insight into where things may go?
0: Yeah, definitely. It, It was. You know a couple a couple of things really stood out for me, um and that was the whole chat GTP conversation, mm-hmm. um which seems to be accelerating at breakneck speeds and um, you know industry four uh, point zero. we We kind of dived into that a little bit with mm-hmm. a couple of the presenters um, and started to look at ways of you know automating some of that problem solving,
1: mm.
0: um you know closing the gaps between what's needed. And what's mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. Um, through through automation. And so, you know, that, that that was really interesting for me and I think the whole team. And yeah. it looks like the next six to twelve month, six to twelve months, we're gonna see a, a massive acceleration in that technology and, and capability. Um, now,
1: what do you think that's come about? Is that is that driven by COVID years, by worry about supply chain and you know, and kind of being kind of caught over a barrel by yeah, you know, supply chain going awry. Is, what is it? Is it is about local production? Is it about need to? Is that a sustainable story? Is that about sort of you know not putting yourself at the risk because of uh, you know long long supply chains, or is it actually something different?
0: Well, I think it's all of the above. Certainly, mm-hmm. certainly, as a as an AI technology, um, taking all of the known variables. Yeah mashing them together and coming up with solutions that may not be obvious to, um, to us, laymen, or humans mm. even, mm. Mm. you know, um, it, it, can, it can mean we can focus on certain things while automation can create solutions and close gaps, mm. um, you know, while, while, while um, you know, the technology available, such as digital printing, can deliver a specific solution um, you know and that, and that starts to then you start to get into healthcare uh, manufacturing and all yeah. kinds of different applications so chat G- GTP and the whole ai uh, evolution is is definitely going to be uh, within the fabric of everything we do going forward and uh, probably much faster than we think
1: yeah yeah but often interesting about these kind of conversations is that you you get mm-hmm. a little bit of insight into where things may end up going and you know as you said yourself um, it just reminds you that things can change quite quickly. Um, on that note, I, I I just take you back to the conversation we were just having a little bit about corrugated and about um, you know HP have done a really good job um, of securing some significant contracts with uh, packaging converters who are working with corrugated. So you you persuaded them to take on digital, pro- you know, using digital production when they've been perhaps using an an analogue technology, Um, my first question would be, what was the sweet spot that kind of took them into that place? So I'd ask you that. And then I'll Hmm. ask you a little bit about um, that corrugated market because obviously during COVID, there was an absolute boom in corrugated because of people all buying stuff online. And that, that whole corrugated boom um we we really felt was changing the landscape, but actually having conversations with some people who are suppliers in the corrugated market they've said actually it's dipped a bit so um so how do you then make sure that digital is the most attractive approach so a couple of little bits in there,
0: yeah, so I talked about flexibility earlier, and I could we' probably break that down into two components which which touch on on your question. The first one is around um customization of packaging so you know the one size fits all area is definitely the one size fits all era is definitely gone um consumers today they want to have variety um so the ability to mass customize packaging based on demographics based on geography uh based on limited editions or sporting Mm -hmm. events this is this is key Um, in reaching out to consumers for a brand. Um, The the second is really skew proliferation. So during COVID, we saw skew proliferation reducing, right? Because the brands and the retailers were reducing their core products. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, instead of having 25 flavors of Oreos, you know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you had five. Um because people were quickly um purchasing and going home and not hanging around to mm-hmm. to do any of those imports purchases. Um
1: yeah, or even so, think about it. Even it, think the, about it in more depth,
0: yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. So so it really it really went it out the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since we came out of COVID, that is changing again. So yeah. the whole mass customization, skew proliferation um you know even even down to the personalization, all that funky stuff, the cool stuff that's a nice to have mm-hmm. um however, the second part of that flexibility which which has really come to the fore is is the supply chain benefits that you mentioned previously mm-hmm. um you know it's time and speed it's speed to market it's yeah. waste mm-hmm. um and it's really optimizing the existing assets that that our customers already have, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so they're really the two buckets that 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 we work with, and, and the two buckets that our customers build their value propositions around, and why they're investing in digital.
1: And that, in a way, is a business efficiency uh, frame of mind, isn't it? It's 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 about being efficient in the way you do what you do. But it's, you know, it's kind of leads on from what you mentioned about sort of Industry 4.0, which was drive towards a sort of more automated environment, but actually. I think what you're saying is that it's it's actually about business efficiencies, and 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 that will always be the winner because it's cost effective, resource effective, you know, the best way to manage the business.
0: Yeah, I think most of our customers are looking, you know, when they're looking at a, at an investment and a, and a capital um, capital purchase, they're they're really questioning whether they. Continue to go down the same road. Mm. So, do we buy existing equipment? Do we look at something else? Do we look at digital? And yeah. if we do look at digital, what do we look at? So, yeah. that that sort of pivot point, we've definitely reached that point in the industry where people are considering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, print quality is a given. Um, mm. You know, it's really a given now. I mean, digital print uh, can can. You know, is capable to produce very high quality packaging. Um, the, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so it's you know the industry is at that point where they're they're really thinking twice about whether they buy an well, another analog press to add yeah. to their capacity, um, because they are seeing pressure from the brands and the retailers around yeah. the mass customization. They're realizing yeah. that they they do need to produce work faster. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be even able they may even be able to charge just like premium uh, for being able to customize jobs or produce them faster mm. um, with by re- and also reducing their cost at the same time
1: mm.
0: by removing some of the tooling the flexo plates the offset plates the yeah. make ready's. is
1: yeah.
0: um, so there's a, there's a lot of aspects there in supply chain where our customers can benefit
1: mm.
0: and give the brands and the retailers a real strong product which helps them to differentiate in their markets too, to the consumer. Yeah. The EcoPrint Summit is the first and only event, 100% focused on sustainable print technology and production. You can enjoy inspirational presentations, interactive roundtables, workshops with sustainability experts, and much more. Be part of important conversations, inspiring action and influencing positive change at PAL Expo in Geneva, Switzerland on the 6th and 7th of June, 2023. Go to ecoprint.events to buy your ticket now.
1: Nick, just out of curiosity, when we're talking about packaging converters who are you know, quite traditional in their behaviour, um, are, are you sensing that it's still challenging to get them to convince them of digital or or do you basically identify the type of people you want and 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 they will you know they're fairly persuaded by it because they get it quite quickly what's what's the kind of thinking because you know you mentioned about the market's huge yeah the market is huge but not everyone will buy into Mm. that will they
0: well that's a great question and i think what we've seen in the you know the current the corrugated industry is is still a small percentage of digital. Yeah. But what we're seeing now is we're seeing a move from those early adopters that already have the technology, took the risk, went through yeah. the learning, took the early products. And now we're seeing uh, more of that sort of uh, mass, um, you know, the integrated and the independents both looking at digital mm. because they know they have to mm. or, or or they want to and they see the benefits. Sure. It's just a matter of time and money when they do that. Mm. um so so i don't think i don't think anybody's really questioning digital it's whether when they do it and how they do it um and so you know that sort of that's that's crossing the chasm really in terms of going from the early adopters um through through the mass volumes and that's kind of where we're we're getting into that right now i think
1: yeah that's that makes sense Now, listen, as you know, we're running um, uh, our EcoPrint Summit in Geneva and um, focusing quite a lot on sustainability. I just wanted to touch on that briefly with you as we kind of come to the end of the conversation. Um, HP, in terms of your sustainability story, uh, what is that? What's it look like? And how do you reflect that through uh, what your products offer? Into, I mean, obviously, digital is fairly good on that front. But what else might you point to?
0: Sure. Um, yeah. Sustainability is, is a big word. And of course, we've we've heard a lot about it. Um, you know, some countries are more serious about it than others. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly in HP, um, it's one of the key pillars mm-hmm. in all of the products that we, we produce. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically on the corrugated applications, we are, we, you know, we've developed a water based solution, mm-hmm. um, which is compostable, recyclable, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, does have all those, you know, ticks a lot of those sustainability boxes yep. while, while delivering the customization, while delivering the time saving, and, and all the rest of the goodies that we talked about briefly earlier. Mm-hmm. So you know sustainability s- s- story is there, and it's something that we've very much focused on. Um, mm-hmm. The previous generations of our products were u v products mm-hmm. uh, and we've moved away from that uh, and we've we've gone fully water based mm-hmm. um so it was a big consideration for us and i think I think that's one of the advantages that we have uh one of, one of quite a few advantages that we have in the market, and yeah. the brand owners and the retailers are asking for that
1: yeah. Do you sense that? Do you, you you get a sense that the the brands? You see, you know, obviously, as I said, we're 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 running this summit, and we're looking to, shall I say, government or as uh, national government, international government, and trade bodies, trade associations from the print and the packaging market to come forward with what they believe is the right kind of standards but actually there are no clear rules and regs on this it's mm. it seems more that actually it's the brands the point you made it's the brands who are saying look guys if you know we're Unilever we're P&G we're Walmart if you want to supply packaging or pop pos into our environment you're going to have to abide by the rules and you're going to have to you know adhere to certain things so actually, if you're a printer or packaging converter, you do need to be very in tune with your brand because the brand is going to be deciding whether you work with them or not. Because if you're not sustainable or you're not offering you know, that sort of solution, they're going to go elsewhere. I mean, is that is that something that's challenging for HP? Or do you feel, hey, listen, we're positive about this because we've got a bloody good offering.
0: I think it's challenging for everybody, and it's it's a matter of don't tell me, show me. Um, yeah, okay, you know me. H- how 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 interested are you in sustainability, mm-hmm. and are you willing to pay more for it? Yeah. Most of the time, no, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so, so what we've done is we've created a value proposition around um, customization and supply chain benefits, and we've made it sustainable.
1: Yeah. Okay. Makes sense
0: so so we you know we're not asking our customers uh, to go and um you know they're having to go and and offer a, a sustainable product at a high price to be sustainable mm. uh, they're offering a lot of different key value propositions and it happens to be sustainable i think that's the way to go i think mm. i think when you drill down to it um sustainability is a hot topic but often when it comes down to the dollars and the procurement Ah, uh, it gets a little bit uh, grey in that right.
1: area. <laughs> I think you're right. I think there's, you know, the reality is if you're, you know, a printer working his backside off, working hard, mm. delivering to goods, he's just focused on, you know, getting his yep. print out. Uh, so I get that, but but there's also a sense, isn't there, that particularly something like digital, and you know, if you're buying HP technology, then you know you've got uh, something that's been thought through fairly carefully. And that it's, you know, adhering to a certain standard. And therefore, you might be saying, well, actually, what that sustainability really means is just good business practice. Well, the point you made is like it's just operating, yeah. it operating under certain efficiency. So it's a bit of both, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, sustainability, as you just said, you know, it can be used as a bit of a catch-all phrase. But the reality is what you're saying is HP is about helping the customer to operate good business practice that's, efficiency, that's efficiency-led and focused on customers. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and it, it's a very I holistic... Could, I could
1: actually be selling for you here, couldn't I? Yeah. We should that, that, talk
0: after this, Fraser, yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. the
1: point, isn't it? That's the point yeah. about what you're saying, really, isn't it?
0: It, it is. And, you know, we've, we've had many discussions with customers, with brand owners and retailers. You know, I spent the last 20 years of my career in Asia Um, with many years of that in china Hmm. you know we've actually seen china come a long way they are now um you know the government is charging fines for voc emissions
1: that's interesting yeah
0: so so you know china's china's um talking the talk and walking the walk Mm. Um, in some aspects in in some aspects correct Yeah, yeah yeah um you know not all countries are doing that so yeah, what we try to do is to create a holistic approach where we have a product that our customers can go with a very strong value proposition to their suppliers, um, some of their, their customers and the supply chain, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's it, it drives the growth because if not, it will be a very niche product, yeah. it won't uh, transform, you know, and that's not where HP want to be.
1: Sure, sure. Listen, Nick, thank you very much for your time. I think we're coming to the end of our conversation. Was there anything you wanted to add or we have missed that you felt was kind of crucial to our conversation, bearing in mind people may be listening to you and just thinking, oh, yeah, that, that's useful to know. So was there anything you wanted to add?
0: Well, there's a, there's a lot of aspects. Uh, I think, you know, we've covered some of the, the general ones. I mean, if anybody does want to reach out, I'd be quite happy to, uh, 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 to, to fill in any of the details. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. um our, we are seeing the industry at the cusp of transformation which is yeah. very exciting um so so you know if if we we understand that there are concerns there are hesitations about that and if any is if there's anything we can do mm. to help our customers transform um you know one of the things that um you know I work with the HP procurement and supply chain folks and they're you know one of our mandates is to move all of our packaging to digital printing.
1: Mm.
0: Um, And there's two parts to that. First of all, we need the right infrastructure and network of printers around the globe to be able to do that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You know, and secondly, um, that has to be executed then by the the brand themselves and their KPIs have to be developed and driven to make that happen. Mm. Um, so, So there's really... That's the two components I see that are needed. You know, KPIs need to change yep. to help drive change on the procurement side. Um, and we need to, we and our, and our, you know, the other companies that are doing digital products and uh, the whole supply chain have to develop a network around the globe that can deliver the right quality at the right price with all the right value proposition for those brands. Mm-hmm. So it's a li- it's a little bit of a chicken and egg. Sure. Um, you know, and, and that's the kind of dance that we're doing at the moment is step, mm-hmm. you know, step by step. Um, we're, we're building that network and also educating brands and retailers, you know, how to tap into it, including mm-hmm. HP.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Listen, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate that. Um, we'll put some show notes together with this and I will put your contact details in there. Uh grateful for your time, Nick. And I hope you, your your travel back to the US is is comfortable and uh We may catch up in the future. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Great. Thanks, Fraser. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up and visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content
1: from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Futureprint podcast.